TFA fam, welcome in. We are on to week 16, which is Christmas week, so that should be fun. A lot of uh, Christmas stuff going on this upcoming weekend, but before we get to that, we got to get to the week 16 waivers before we get to all the, the fun and exciting times of Christmas. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, you know, we had some injuries today, and I don't know if anything were like super major, but we'll have to, those definitely some things we'll, we'll monitor and we'll talk about it uh, here uh, in some of these, but let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start with the quarterback position and start thing off. It's Baker Mayfield uh, rostered in just under 50% of leagues. Another huge game for Baker today, completing 22 of 28 for 381 yards and four touchdowns. Good for 29 fantasy points. The Bucks and now you get the Bucks defense that takes on a, or you get the Bucks now that take on the Jaguars defense that has been absolutely shredded through the air. The Jags have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterback. Mayfield is easily the best matchup on the board this week. Uh, next up, Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. Uh, Persia Adam Schefter. Aaron Rodgers expected to be to get clearance to play this week. Uh, they will have to make a decision on his status by Wednesday. If he's not activated, the season will be over. But if he does get activated. You couldn't have asked for a better matchup for him to come out with because he gets the commander's defense this week that has been gashed through the air all year long. Aaron Rodgers rostered less than 20% of leagues. He is obviously going to be hard to trust because he uh, you know, he is coming off a major injury. But at the same time, it's not like we're talking about a quarterback that utilizes his legs or relies on that. So Aaron Rodgers could be a decent play this week, you know, especially for people that are looking for quarterbacks. And believe me, there are a lot of people looking for quarterbacks right now with this amount of injuries that we've suffered this year. So uh, next up is Joe Flacco. Well, it certainly looked like Flacco was going to fall back down to earth today for most of the game. Flacco turned in, uh, turned it on in the fourth quarter. He ended up with completing 28 of 44 for 374 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions, just under 20 fantasy points. He now travels to Houston to take on a defense that's allowed the six most fantasy points to the position. So Joe Flacco continues to roll. Jake Browning is going to be a little bit harder to trust with the matchup that he's got coming up this week, but he has continued to play really well. Nick Mullins is coming off a game where he scored 20-plus fantasy points. They take on Detroit Lions. I think you can look there. Tommy DeVito, you really have to want it uh, to get to adapt and really desperate, but uh, he is utilizing his legs, something, you know, he's had about 70 rushing yards the week before, 40, over 40 this week. So uh, Tommy DeVito, you could look there. They are playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who have really been had a tough time you know, stopping opposing uh, quarterbacks. So you could look there, but you'd have to be really desperate to get down to there. Baker Mayfield is the guy that I definitely want. Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah, I think he could look there. And then Joe Flacco, <laughs> followed by Jake Browning and Nick Mullins are kind of the guys that I really want to uh, target this week. I think Gardner Minshew would be higher up, but we'll talk about it when we get to wide receivers. But M Michael uh, Michael Pittman gave his soul uh, on a play there uh, on Saturday, which I hate to see that. But let's go ahead and move over to the running back position. Uh, hey there, Cody. Yeah, so there's a couple. There's some interesting options here. None that I feel like are like must ads or like crucial ads. But I did just want to start off with uh, Ty Chandler and the Chiefs running backs. I'm sure in most competitive leagues, none of these running backs are available. But Ty Chandler was rostered in less than 50% of VSPN leagues, and both of the Chiefs running backs, Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Jerick McKinnon, uh, were rostered in less than 40% of VSPN leagues. So for whatever reason, if they're out there. Ty Chandler is obviously the one to go ahead and grab. And then we obviously have to wait and see what happens with Pacheco because then that, that would obviously crush Clyde Edwards. He layer, uh, you know, McKinnon could hold on to some of his value, but Clyde Edwards, he layer uh, 17 uh, opportunities today to just for seven for McKinnon. Luckily for those of you started McKinnon got there with a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, but 
I did just want to start off with those two running backs. Chase Brown is going to make this list uh, look really good. It doesn't seem like that production is sustainable. He's kind of getting there like a 50-yard screen pass every week. But, uh, you know, starting to show some pop. He has more pop than Mixon, obviously, at this point. I do think he has some standalone value. He would be the top running back I would add here out of this list of the ones that are most likely uh, most available. And obviously, if anything were to happen to Joe Mixon, uh, Chase Brown would become a potential league-winning running back. Roshan Johnson going to be on the list today. He was by far the most productive and efficient running back for Chicago, put up a, put up 60 total yards on just nine touches. He saw six targets with Khalil Herbert being the only other running back to see a target. He only had one. But it's really hard to trust here. We've kind of seen the this backfield go up and down and back and forth. They did say a couple of weeks ago they're going to go with a hot hand, hot hand approach. So it is possible we see Johnson get the first crack in week 16. And he is going to be going up against Arizona, which is certainly a plus matchup. So he's a really interesting option. He's just a little bit harder to, to trust for me. Uh, then some others, just some like more handcuff type running backs. That I, I definitely want to roster if they're sitting out there. Rico Dowdle, Kenny Gainwell, some of the handcuff plus guys are, you know, basically guys who have some standalone value that you can definitely look at. Tajay Spears, he actually only played one fewer snap than Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry had the higher target share today. Not necessarily sure that's sustainable on Derrick Henry's end, but Tajay Spears should definitely be rostered. The Buffalo running backs, we're starting to see them get heavily involved here. Um, definitely thinner plays with both of them, with both Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray. You kind of need a touchdown from both of them to kind of feel good about starting any of them. But if you're in a deeper league and, you know, you're kind of hurting at the running back position, you could definitely do worse in terms of like a dart throw type of play with how much usage they've been getting over the past couple of weeks. Dearness Johnson kind of seems like he's the guy now behind, uh, Travis Etienne for the past couple of weeks. We did see uh, Bigsby get at least one touch earlier in this game tonight. And then just like the pure handcuff guys, Elijah Mitchell. Jordan Mason is starting to creep up to this list. I've, I've kind of been holding on to Eli Mitchell here as being like the guy. But for not registering a bunch of touches, Elijah Mitchell has missed a lot of time so far this year. So Jordan Mason, if he's sitting out there, I think you could consider uh, grabbing him and picking him up. Chase Edmonds is the guy behind uh, Rashad White, the Atlanta running backs. I mean, you have Arthur Smith. Just when we thought we could trust him, pulls the rug out from underneath us. We saw Tyler Algier get a bunch of run. Cordell Patterson getting some usage as well. So, again, that that's more of a deep league play only, especially for Cordero Patterson. Royce Freeman is the guy to own uh, behind Kyron Williams. Got a little dicey there after Williams on that first fumble. We had basically an entire drive with Royce Freeman until Kyron Williams uh, snuck out that one-yard touchdown earlier in the game, but he was back there. And then just some kind of like watch list, injury list type guys. Zamir White was the clear uh, lead running back, but it does seem like we're getting Josh Jacobs back this week, so don't have to chase that. The Colts running backs – don't really know what to do here. Uh, Zach Moss, the x-rays were negative on his on his hand, on his arm. And we also might be getting Jonathan Taylor back. But if for whatever reason, both of those running backs are out, Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson did look good going up against the Steelers. Trey Sermon out-snapped and out-touched uh, Tyler Goodson, but both of them looked okay. We had Ty Montgomery get the boot in New England. So Kevin Harris was the guy behind... 
behind Zeke today. So it kind of looks like he would be the, the next in line for touches. And I threw Isaiah Spiller on here. Um, had more had uh, 16 of the 26 running back carries for the Chargers. I kind of just threw him on here in the in the off chance that we get Austin Eckler to kind of like just sit out the rest of the year with that team having nothing to play for. But that's really thin. Kind of just want to throw him on here for folks that are in you know 14, 16 team leagues, something like that. Definitely really thin. Nothing I am excited about, especially with the. Uh, the the state in the situation of that Chargers offense, but Isaiah Spiller was the guy to get the most carries in that backfield for whatever that's worth. Yeah, so I let's move over to wide receivers. First off, you have to talk about Curtis Samuel had himself another solid day. I'm really surprised he's only rostered in 37% of leagues, but uh, so I wanted to talk about him. He had another solid day, catching five of nine targets for 41 yards and two touchdowns for 21 fantasy points today. We did see Jacoby Brissett take over for Sam Howell in this one. Uh, and really, Jacoby Brissett actually played really well. I mean, he got a, a spark to this offense. He actually made Terry McLaurin relevant for once, uh, that really this year. Uh, hate to see that because, uh, for a lot of people, he's pretty much killed you. Uh, but either way, uh, Samuel now has double digit fantasy points in three straight games. He does have a tougher matchup against the Jets in week 16, but from the slot, I still think you can trust uh, Curtis Samuel, especially in PPR format. So, uh, next up, you have Noah Brown. It's surprising to see Noah Brown drop 10% in ownership uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, so he is a little bit more widely available. And if people dropped him, uh, I think they're kicking themselves because he yelled an 8 of 11 for 82 yards and a score and a win against the Titans. Uh, Shroud should return next week against the Browns. Uh, I would expect that. He should be able to clear concussion protocol uh, you know, after this week. And then also, I think there's a pretty sh- good shot. I think you would see Nico Collins. Uh, also returned, but regardless, Noah Brown is still in a really good spot. You know, we've seen him, you know, really explode with CJ Stroud as well. So Noah Brown is easily probably one of the top waiver ads for me at wide receiver. I can make a case he's the number one guy I'd like to have uh, here on this list. But next up, it's Josh Palmer. He caught all four targets for 113 yards and a score. Now 79 of those came on one play where he scored the 79-yard touchdown. But Palmer was just activated from IR, but he's going to be hard to trust considering it's Easton Stick against the Broncos this week. So I don't know how much I love that, but. Uh, he could be the number one option if Keenan Allen remains out, which I would probably expect that with Keenan Allen. I, I don't know what benefit they have with where their state of their team is. Everybody getting cut and released and fired from this team. What point do you have of bringing Keenan Allen back, especially at his age, uh, to do anything uh, right now? It just doesn't make any sense at this point. If you're the Chargers, I think you'd be better off just kind of taking the rest of the year and taking these losses and get as high of a draft pick as you can. So uh, we'll see on that. But John, Josh Palmer is, is somebody that only rostered 18% of leagues. I think you could look at uh, Dontavian Wicks. Uh, Wicks uh, has popped at various times this year. He held in six of seven for 97 today with Romeo Dobbs pretty much turning into a non-factor and Christian Watson continuing his time. Wicks has now been targeted 13 times over the last two games, and I really hope it's nothing serious. Uh, but uh, Jaden Reed did exit, uh, you know, in the uh, fourth quarter with what is being described as a toe injury. So I would hate to see that because Jaden Reed has been a baller and has really been, you know, a really consistent fantasy producer all year. I think he has eight or nine touchdowns now in the season and has really had one of the more solid rookie seasons, uh, you know, of all the all rookie wide receivers. So I hope he's fine. Hopefully, it was just precaution. Hope it was just a uh, you know, the game was kind of out of hand and they pulled them, but we'll have to monitor that situation. And if it does, Dontavian Wicks could end up being a big benefactor. He's only rostered in 3% of leagues. And like I said, I mean, he's clearly right now looks like the number two with these other guys that are hurt. So Dontavian Wicks is definitely somebody you should be taking a look at. Demario Douglas remains just a really solid PPR option despite uh, playing in the Patriots offense. Not a lot of ceiling there, but somebody that you could probably see, you see a decent amount of targets on most weeks. Alec Pierce. 
We already talked about it. Michael Pittman took an absolute brutal shot in the first half of Sunday's game. We'll have to monitor this injury, and this would be a huge blow to the offense. But if Pittman is forced to miss time, we uh, we should see Alec Pierce get more opportunities as he's tied as he tied the team lead uh, with DJ. He, excuse me. He tied the team lead in targets uh, on once he left with five, but then DJ Montgomery was second with four targets. But DJ Montgomery, who is 27 years old uh, and nobody's ever heard of, you'd have to really be truly desperate to play probably DJ Montgomery. But Alec Pierce would be the guy I think you would look at. Rashid Shaheed is very boomer bust. Olave likely returns next week, but he has shown the ability at times to pop and have some boom weeks. So Rashid Shaheed is something you can look at. Wondell Robinson, same thing as Demario Douglas, very much a PPR only option. Demarcus Robinson rostered only 8% of leagues. After going through 11 weeks of being absolutely nothing, he has now scored a touchdown three straight games and has at least 40 receiving yards as well. As the Rams' offense has become more explosive, we have seen Robinson start to be a factor with this offense. I'm not sure I would trust him, especially in the playoffs, but desperate times calls for some desperate measures. So I think you could look at Demarcus Robinson. Parker Washington continues to see some opportunities here. They're obviously playing Sunday night football, but Parker Washington, I think, uh, is worth a look. Rashad Bateman is back to you know getting more opportunities, kind of what I thought last week whenever he really was kind of phased out a little bit. I felt like that had more to do with the, the illness that he was going through, more to do with anything, but he is back being more involved tonight uh, within this offense. Alan Lazard I put on here because if, if Aaron Rodgers was to start, I think that drastically changes how we would look at within this offense, obviously. Uh, I'm not saying I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and look like Aaron Rodgers out the gate, but it's still a massive upgrade. And Zach Wilson suffered concussion, so if he if Aaron Rodgers is able to play this week, Alan Lazard, you know, obviously has that connection, that rapport, you know, with with Aaron Rodgers, so he's kind of a sneaky option that you could look at. I think Jamison Williams is tough to trust just because of you know he's very boomer bust volatile, but they do get a matchup against the Vikings. Uh, here, which w- w- could uh, be worth some points. Darius Slayton, again, another boomer bust situation, but again, going against the uh, Giants or excuse me, going against the Eagles. And, you know, you, we saw, uh, you know, some injuries there on that Eagles secondary. So Darius Slayton is always kind of boomer bust. The rest of these guys, you'd have to be completely desperate. But 16 team and above leagues, you can take a look at some of these guys like Cedric Tillman, Jonathan Mingo, A.T. Perry. Go and wrap it up with the tight end streams for week 16. It's kind of gross. A bunch of boom bust options here. Nothing that I feel great about, but leading the list off is going to be Kate Otten. Um, gets a matchup against the Jags, who are allowing the fifth most half PPR points per game to tight ends. Kate Otten is one of these tight ends who, you know, out there running a bunch of routes all the time, doesn't necessarily get a, a great target share by any means, but he does have at least 40 yards in three of his last four. He has at least five targets in two of his last four. And with Baker Mayfield getting this matchup, uh, you know, he has he has at least been uh passable for fantasy purposes. So Kadon is gonna be my top stream for the week. But like I said, all these guys are are pretty thin. Um up next, Tucker Craft, again, another another one of these uh tight ends who have the floor of zero, but they're out there running a bunch of routes. He had himself a really nice day today, going for 57 yards and a score. And Kev, like you were talking about some of the injuries, if you know if that were to happen, yes, it sucks, but it would obviously open things up for Tucker Craft a little bit. So he's up there. Hunter Henry, we have to monitor his injury status, but he's going to get a matchup against the Broncos, who are allowing the most half PPR points per game. Logan Thomas, I think, gets some more looks uh, this week going up against the Jets. But this game does not project to be super sexy from a fantasy standpoint. And the last one here is going to be Chigo Conquo. Had an okay day if you played him in full PPR scoring, going three for 36. But 
the key thing to watch here with Okonkwo, if you're planning on potentially playing him, is the status of Josh Wiley. Uh, if he's able to return from injury, Chig loses his streaming appeal, uh, unfortunately, because he tends to lose out on snaps to Josh Wiley. So a little gross at tight end, especially compared to what we had last week. But sometimes that is the way that the cookie crumbles. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.